0: Welcome to the Fanglecast, brought to you by Fangle Technologies, where we help you convert every person your company touches into a voracious advocate for your brand. Hello, and welcome back to the Fanglecast. Today, I'm with Jeroen Kortout from Belgium. And I, I picked him for this topic, and, and we've been talking about it, because I really want to dig into CRM. And, and it's become such a, a malign sort of sort of word. It's such a confusing thing. People don't really know what they're for. And the conversations always end up with the the big incumbent, and everybody thinks if you're going to go CRM, you have to go there. Well, Yurun is is a guy who did extensive research and has worked and created a different type of CRM, and and through that process and conversing with him about it over over the last couple of days that we've we've had conversations, I think he's got some interesting insights. So Yurun, tell tell us a little bit about who you are and and your background in CRM. Yeah, um,
1: very briefly, I'm a CEO and co-founder of uh, SalesFlare. And SalesFlare is a small and medium-sized business CRM, specifically actually for businesses who sell B2B. Uh, We like to keep things simple. And if you focus a bit more, that really helps uh, to deliver simplicity. And um, what else can I say? It's very popular with uh, agencies, a lot of marketing agencies, consultancies and all that uh and tech companies Uh, a lot of those are startups but also mid-sized companies Uh, like we have a few uh, slightly larger telcos on it and and gotcha
0: gotcha let's go kind of go back to the beginning of what in in your opinion what what is a crm and what what can it do for a company
1: yeah Uh, by definition a crm is a, a customer relationship management system right so it's a system in which you manage customer relationships now if you look at a most companies in their essence uh, they do two things Uh, one they uh, have a product or build a product create a product or deliver services whatever there's some value creation going on and secondly um, this value creation needs to reach the market Um, so there's a, a sales aspect to it as well and Many companies, um, most companies, if they're B2B, they do that through sales. Um, So same thing in our company, basically. Um, Part of the company builds stuff, another uh, part of the company sells that, delivers it to customers, delivers the service and all that. So it's in that second part uh, that the CRM comes in. If you would ask uh, most of our customers, they would say, well, the CRM for us is to follow up our leads and our customers. Mm-hmm. It's not more complex than that for the end user. If you have cores and go levels up um, and you ask their manager, what is it about? Then it starts being about other stuff as well. It starts being about uh, creating transparency, creating accountability, filling in for people who aren't there, uh, picking up when people leave. Uh, it's about uh, collaborating a bit better in the company. And mm-hmm. it's about forecasting sales. You know, it becomes more. But in its essence for people, and and this is very important because these people are often ignored, the end user, it's really about managing a sort of communication flow. It's really about managing that relationship with the customer.
0: Yeah. You know, when you go back in time and and I'm old enough that I worked in the days before CRM was even a concept. So it was salespeople had boxes with cards that they kept there, or they had what was called a Rolodex. it's funny I, I used that word the other day and someone what the hell's that it was a company that made a way of, of keeping cards in, in order for, for keeping track of customers and people had notebooks and they had agendas and everybody had something different and and there were lots of challenges with that just in terms of people you know staying ahead of it so sort of the next phase was being able to put all of those customers uh, into a computer into lists and we still weren't at the CRM phase we were at the how do we keep track of our address book so when when we get into the more technical part of this going forward where with automation and all of these things that i'm not convinced every company needs let's kind of go back to in current crm model which is the, the software that helps salespeople do better let's kind of go department to department and talk about what do they get out of it uh, for, for example if, if i'm a sales manager why would I want to have a CRM for my sales team? What do I get out of it?
1: For salespeople, it's really about managing the customer relationships, right? It goes beyond an address book. A lot of, a lot of companies think like, oh, let's get a CRM. And then we'll basically have an address book of all the companies and contacts uh, mm-hmm. we're in touch with. And we share that in one place. That's, that's maybe uh, the simplest step, of course, you can take. Sure, it's sure. better than all having your contacts in your separate... Uh, Gmail or Outlook accounts, it's it's a step up, but it's I don't think that's what CRM is about, because CRM again is about relationships and what are relationships? It's mainly um, the communication that is going on that defines a relationship, and I believe personally that the address book level data is secondary to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is towards really the sales team, so it's really the essence is uh, mapping communication flows mapping sort of that address book level data and it goes beyond what our contact details it's also uh, what 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 type of company is this uh, what do they do how large are they you know any information that is handy for you as a person and as a team to be able to deliver better uh, service sales follow-up to that client to deliver better a um, uh, fit of offering and segment people so that you can you can have different offerings for
0: different segments in your customer base that's all valid information got you. so if i'm a sales manager and my team is using the crm properly mm-hmm. we should be able to open up that customer and have enough information to get a feel for who they are what they do how they're different than others in their market segment, what are their behaviors? Who are the key players that we deal with? Uh, all yeah. of the sort of decision making information, as well as our, you know, if it's integrated with the main software, should I also know about their order patterns and and all of that kind of stuff within the CRM?
1: Uh, it depends. Uh how important that is uh to to serve a customer better if if this is information that you need to be able to know how to handle them yes if you don't need that information no and it's it's, it's all dependent on on obviously your specific use case but
0: mm-hmm. generally so, you know, i'd say probably and the, and the reason i ask about it is you know the first the first crm i was ever on was a company i don't even know if they're still in existence um, and the, the management of the company put it in place and, and it was cleverly known by the staff as our new electronic babysitter. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the whole purpose of that CRM, according to the management of the company was, well, this is gonna help you guys sell better. And what we knew what it was, was they wanted to see if we were, what we were doing when we were doing it, keeping track of us hour by hour um, and creating a lot more work for us. It was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and that's actually the imbalance in most companies um like crms are sold as something that is going to help you sell but right. then very quickly uh salespeople understand that it's not i mean they just look at it and they're like okay this doesn't help me uh first of all it it, it doesn't just not help them they also need to put in a whole lot of work so there's there's right. lots of data input required uh people tell them fill it out it's going to help you sell but this data input is so much work and the actual um, help in their sales process is so little that there is already a, a total imbalance into like, I mean, if, if you do a lot of stuff, and you get nothing in return, you're not going to keep doing it, right? Plus, <laughs> then on top of that, their managers are looking and they're saying, oh, you're doing uh, this, uh, you shouldn't do that, or no, you've done well enough, now... We take your clients and put someone else on that. You know, there's all kinds of effects uh, that make it even less interesting for you as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's not interesting plus other stuff on top. If you can make it interesting and then do the other stuff on top, Mm -hmm. then maybe salespeople use it. And actually that's where where it all fails because uh, if the end users, the salespeople don't fill out the data, there's no data and any use you want to get out of a, out of a CRM fails. Uh, and we didn't get into all
0: the different uses yet. Yeah. Uh, but none of them work if the data isn't there in the first place. Sure. Yeah, we will, we will get into some, uh, some of the uses. I'm just trying to sort of build that idea of, for, for people that are, that are, that are watching the, the show, you know, what what is the real benefit to the different people involved? Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, my opinion, this, the sales manager's biggest benefit is it gives them so much more fuel to be able to coach and grow a salesperson? Definitely. Rather than having you know sales meetings before a CRM, were so. What did you do this week? Mm-hmm. Sales manager conversations with employees after CRM is. I went through the data, and and I, I I'm curious about this client and this piece of business and this proposal. Um, I'm looking at your sales funnel in this, and and I'm noticing you're nowhere near closing what you need to, to get to your goals this month and you're out prospecting. There's so many things ready to close. Why aren't you? So it, it, it becomes a coaching tool and a benefit if it's implemented properly and the salesperson's doing their job and yeah, then, yeah. and then kind of jump over to the sales guy. We know why they don't want it because it's extra work sometimes and all of those things, but why should a salesperson, what's in it for the salesperson, if a well-implemented CRM, what will it do for them that they couldn't have yeah. about it? It's, it's, it's basically um, their second brain,
1: uh, first of all, and a reminder system. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are managing more than, let's say, five to 10 clients, then it becomes very hard to do just based on memory. Uh, and you need some sort of system. Um, if the CRM does not fulfill that purpose, good salespeople will start building a system next to the CRM. Uh, and that's incredibly annoying for the company because everybody has their own system, they're not connected and it's one, one huge chaos. Uh, ideally, the CRM serves that purpose, it makes them remember uh, who they're in contact with at a certain company, what their details are, when they were last in touch that they sent an email on that date and had a meeting then and placed a call and they still need to follow up uh the the customer said follow up in a week it's in the system follow up in a week you know okay all this kind of stuff um but most implementations um yeah never fulfill that purpose for all kinds of reasons uh if if it's not used then then it immediately fails i honestly uh, of all the salespeople that are targeting me on a, on a regular basis, I know of only one person who does it properly. And she really has, like, she she calls me and she says, oh, you said then uh, call me back. Uh, well, I'm here. Last time we discussed that. Where are you on these things? Yep. And goes through things. She notes some stuff from this conversation and says, when would it be convenient for you to talk again? And, you know, picks it up again. It's, it's, yep. it, and that's how everybody should be able to do it.
0: Yeah, I remember a case when, when I became a fan, it was the time that I went from this thing's a ridiculous babysitter, moved on to another company. We were using the CRM properly and it was, it was still difficult to use because they, the wrong people had put it together. When the IT department mm. builds your CRM instead of engaging the salespeople, it's, it's ridiculous. But I, I had a huge proposal. It was a, a very large piece of business. Um, and I had sent out a proposal that I was supposed to follow up on within two weeks. And then I had to travel internationally. I was on the road, came back, was exhausted, came in the office, pulled up the CRM, and there was on my dashboard, you're two days late following up on this. I picked up the phone and called. They said, oh, so glad that you called. We tried to reach you. Of course, I never got the message. And we have one last question because we have to make the decision today. <laughs> and it ended up being the largest sale I made that year and had the CRM not kicked me right where it hurt to get me to do my job because I had forgotten um Mm -hmm. I would have I never would have made my number that year because that was that was what put me over the top so definitely yeah it was I mean that's that's the kind of accomplishment or the kind of success story you want but at the same time it was still the big incumbent and there was so much work involved you any time that you put data in was was a 10-minute task of clicking boxes and writing and we knew that 90% of the information we put in was never going to be seen by anybody um and it was because the uh, IT department wanted it for the database and the financial people wanted us doing their job <clears throat> and all of these other departments that had gotten involved in turning the salespeople into clerks. So how, how do we avoid that when, when we, we want to have a functioning CRM, but we don't want our salespeople doing all of that when they should be outselling?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, that's indeed the most made mistake. Uh the main purpose when you roll out a CRM is first that your salespeople use it and then afterwards that they keep using it. Yeah. Um and um I think there's there's a few simple guidelines. Uh, first of all, uh focus on the um goal that your sales team has with using it. Um depending on what they want to achieve with it and what kind of company you are, uh you of of the 650 something CRMs that are in the market, you can already uh, narrow down quite a bit uh, as to what you, what what you're going to choose. Then uh, involve your sales team in the decision. Um, Make sure that it's not just you um, top down uh, imposing something, make them choose with you. First of all, you'll choose better. Uh, Secondly, uh, you'll have more uh, buy-in uh, if you work together with them rather than uh, just saying, okay, we're gonna, now going to use this, uh, do it. Um, then third, to make them use it well, um, well, choose something that is understandable. That's, uh, I think, a no-brainer. Um, if they don't get it, they won't use it and it will fall apart. Make sure then that they uh, get to understand everything in it. So invest a bit in proper training, but also go slightly further than that. Uh, it's not just about them understanding how the software works, it's also understanding how you're going to use it as a team. So it, it doesn't have to be much, but it's good to have some guidelines like, okay, as a team, we're going to do things like this and that in the CRM. I mean, CRMs allow a lot of ways of using them, Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, as a team, need to make some decisions. It's not just like let's get get this CRM. Let's say okay, if we do this, we're gonna do it at that point, and we're gonna fill it out like that. Yeah. And if you take these things together, then at least you're
0: on your way to have salespeople uh, use it. Yeah, you know, we we do a lot of, of CRM implementation with clients over the years, and uh, you know, most of them have already decided on the incumbent because they know the name, and yeah. and we. We, we won't take on a project anymore, where the, unless they've already bought the licenses, but we won't take on a project anymore where we don't do a study in terms of, number one, at the core, what do you want to get out of this CRM? What do you want it to do for your business? That's number one. Number two, then, is who, who all is, is going to be involved in the implementation of it, and what departments do you want it to affect? Because there are companies that really don't need it to go through enterprise-wide. But once we, we can build a strategy around what, what the CRM is going to do for them, because the CRM is a tool towards their core strategy, then we encourage them to seek out at least three other companies besides the incumbent to look at the total cost of ownership, the functionality. Um, it's kind of like you know people that go out and they buy the car and they want the one that has all of the features they're never going to use, or they want a car that really meets their need and gives them the comfort and safety. So what, 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 you know, what, what, besides that, what are the recommendations should we be giving our clients as they start looking for a CRM for their company?
1: No, I think most of these things make sense, except for, I'm personally always a fan to when, when, when you, when you have one core thing you need to achieve and it's good to make sure that you meet that and the core thing here to achieve is that the sales team uses it. Right. Right. Uh, you can involve other departments that make sense, uh, but if these departments get too much of a voice, um, then the problem is going to be that uh, some of the some of the things are going to shift in their direction yep. and it will become more cumbersome for the sales team. And if it reaches a certain
0: level, mm-hmm. then the sales team will disengage. Yeah, well, let, uh, let, me, let me back up what I was saying then because I think maybe I, I, I misspoke. For example, <laughs> when, when you talk to uh, production and finance, what, what aren't they getting from the sales team that they need for, for say example, forecasting for future and growth. So how, how can we no longer burden the salespeople from spending three days in house doing weird forecasting stuff mm-hmm. when, if they have a, a box to click or, or the, the data is gathered in a way that the CRM can do it for them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I mean. In terms what are all the goals of the company? You may not meet all of the goals, but it's it's the same. The marketing team is always wanting information to the guy who knows the customer the best. Yeah. And in companies that don't have a well-functioning CRM, the marketing team's constantly bugging the sales guys. Yeah. What would happen if you you found a CRM that can gather enough information uh, from the way that, that the notes are made in the CRM so the marketing team can leave the sales team alone and still benefit from their, their tribal knowledge? So that yeah, does, yeah yeah, yeah. The, there, there's just a balance like the, yep. the
1: finance team can say okay um uh, we don't have proper forecasts right now so um uh, we would like you to fill out this and, this and this and this and this and this like we need to have exactly which units of what we're going to sell and stuff mm-hmm. if it gets to a certain point that this becomes too complicated they're going to go from a situation in which they maybe have absolutely nothing to a situation where they have nothing as well because they just overshot what they wanted, yep. and often a very basic uh, uh, improvement is already going from having no information uh, forecast-wise or really bad information to having most of the information. It's just when you when you give the the finance or the operations guys a bit too much uh, importance, there they will pull it to such a point that the sales team is also going to say, uh yeah.
0: we're still not going to do this." <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I think there's, there's ways to embed things that don't burden the salespeople. But first, if you have to understand all of the pains and issues that a company has, and then you can make those choices, which CRM do I need that I can easily do that without burdening the sales team? Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I've, I've run many a sales team. And one of the most important things that you can do as a sales manager is eliminate everything from their day that isn't involved in selling. Definitely. So that's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, I, some of the worst sales teams I've ever seen were spending thirty percent of their time, forty percent of their time, administratively, and sixty percent actually being salespeople. It's it's a horrible waste of of resources.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not just a waste of time. Some of some salespeople might start hiding away in it. Yep. Uh, they they start spending their time on admin and don't even call the customers anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and they also, it's very very
0: dangerous. <laughs> and let's face it, if if the CRM is not built properly. What you're asking the salespeople to do, not directly, is to game you and they play the game. It's, you know, uh-huh. uh, uh, your, your pipe, uh, according to the CRM, the pipeline looks a little, a little bleak. So they have a deal that could be a $100,000 deal. They put hundred and twenty. They, they They get that pipeline filled to get the sales manager off their back. And then all of a sudden, hey, you guys aren't closing and they've got this fake <laughs> pipeline that they've got to deal with. So yeah. all, all of those factors have to come come into play. Hey, we're, we're running running short on on the time envelope. If is there anything I didn't ask you about CRMs that I should have that you you want to talk about real quick before we wrap up?
1: No, I uh, I, I think I want to take one step back because some sure. people might might think, okay, what these guys have been talking about is so logical. Uh, I mean, everybody does that, right? They choose stuff well. Uh, to to maybe frame it a bit, uh, I think. of people when they look for a CRM either uh, takes the top brand name in their head or just type CRM into Google without thinking more about their decision than that. Then just clicks on some stuff, says which ones are top ranked. But most people don't even think about what is going to be the use case. Most people don't think about uh, including the sales team in the decision. Uh, And they're very, very, very basic steps. So if if, if anything... uh, start there, I would say.
0: Yeah, you know, of all the things that we talked about, I think that's the most important. So I hope people listen all the way to the end. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can you can go out there and click and find a 100 different alternatives. And I've seen it when I've done research for for bringing CRMs in. And there are a lot of them out there that are so niche specific. And even in those niches don't do the job that we're talking about. Um, So really think about for me in any time we bring an application any kind of tool that's brought to 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 help build you know out from a strategy is what the each person in this what are they going to benefit from it what's in it for them and does it does it meet the strategy of the organization so so that's really that's really good stuff thank you so much for 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 coming on and and chatting with me i really appreciate we'll put your your contact information so folks can can reach out and find you on LinkedIn and uh we'll put the the, the link to your your company's website in the, that stuff that's down here below see it down there
1: right <laughs> yeah I see it yeah
0: yeah really appreciate you coming on yeah this was fun yeah so so folks listening if you like the show like it share it send a fax to an old person so they know that it exists too maybe even a telex to some third world nation and uh we thank you so much for enjoying and being part of the cast. Please consider subscribing. See you next time. Brought to you by Fangle Technologies, where we help you convert every person your company touches into a voracious advocate for your brand.